Hello and welcome to Side Dish, your podcast about Longmont, all the stuff you want to know and very little that you need to know. I am Eric Kuzempa. And I am Brady Steffel. All right, Brady, how are you doing this fine day? This fine day. It's a rainy morning. It's actually beautiful now. Like I'm doing great. Um, we were gonna we were gonna like do the deck today. Kelsey's got off this week and we were gonna stay in the deck, but then it rained, so it's ready to go otherwise. So yeah, yeah, that I sounds mean, like a fun time. I can't imagine yeah. anything that, that I want to yeah, do more got, than stain the deck. So. It's got to be done. That's right. You know, yeah. I guess you wanna so. Have, you want to have nice stuff, you got to take care of it. Or be rich. <laughs> I don't know. Just pay somebody else to do it. That's right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So what else is going on? Oh, man. Uh, boy, just riveting, riveting stuff. Riveting stuff. We've been... Working on getting junk out of the house. We've been getting rid of furniture and just generally clearing out. It's been a great purge for like the last year, I swear. And we really ramped it up in the last uh, month, too. Because it's just like, I don't know. I think everybody's bored. We're in the house so much. We can't, we don't really go very far. We don't do much. And it was like, we got to get rid of this piece of furniture. Let's get rid of that piece of furniture. Let's do this. Let's yeah. do that. Yeah. And so today we've got a. I think, load most of that stuff up that's just sitting in a, we'll call it a staging area in the basement. <laughs> Not that it's just a big pile of junk sitting in the middle of the floor in my basement taking up all kinds of space. But um, yeah, so we got that kind of thing. And uh, yeah, it's just nice. Kelsey's got some time off. So she's been doing uh, exercising and stuff. And actually, actually, the thing that I've been into recently is I got an account on Ancestry.com. And I've been figuring out where the, where the steffels come from. Nice. Where do you come from? Uh, the name comes from what was at the time in the 1870s, the Austro-Hungarian Empire. And is now technically Czechia, the Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. And uh, most everybody else comes from Bavaria. Yeah, just like the the like <laughs> whatever. So have like you done crazy. the have you done the uh, genetic testing thing? Yeah, Mm-mm. I thought yeah, about you it. Should, I you should do that next. There, yeah. Have, have you done it? Yeah, actually, we did it all for like the holidays. It was like my daughter really wanted to do it, so we all did it. Okay. And she was mad because she was three things. So she's basically Polish. It's like, <laughs> it's like she wanted to be. Any percent Polish and the rest was like <laughs> a few other things and that was it. She wanted, wanted to be more of a mutt? Is that what? She, wanted she just wanted more exotic things. Like, <laughs> it was just funny. <laughs> no, no. I just, the way you've talked about it forever, it's like I wouldn't say there's going to be some like exotic strain running through you. You're like, well, we're, we're basically Polish. That's Yeah, just as no, that's pretty much. I mean, um, you know, when you look at my background, it's basically my relatives, far distant relatives never moved beyond southern Poland. That was pretty much oh, what yeah. they did. Yeah. So they've been there for centuries, basically. So, yeah. It's wild because you can actually track some of the stuff back super far. And so there's like the Steffel name sat in this tiny little village for two, three hundred years. Wow. You know, you know, it's like, and then, and then they all said, hey, let's go to, let's go to Minnesota. Let's all go to the same spot. I guess it's, so. Yeah. It's either it's Minnesota like, or Chicago. That's where, you know, everybody went. You know, it seems. Yeah, like. it's, and it's funny because it's like, well, why? That seems so crazy. They all just moved to the same spot. And then my brother lives like four blocks away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Like, who am I to judge? This is exactly what we did. It's like, oh, yeah, the brothers are leaving town. Let's get out of here. And you sort of go out the <laughs> So getting back to your cleaning house, though, the thing, the thing that cracks me up about our cleaning is usually it's Sandy who who uh, goes out and gets some stuff and then throws it in the garage. So the garage becomes the dumping grounds for stuff yeah. she wants to get rid of. And it's like, okay, I'm done with that. So yeah. that's where I said this weekend. It's like, I, I cleaned out the garage. It looks really nice again. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm done with the giveaway stuff, just kind of going into the garage and just hanging out. So, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, it's just, you got to do something. We, I mean, you and I both live in small houses. You got to store the overflow somewhere. You can't just put anything extra in a closet exactly. or a room yeah. that you don't use because every room is, 
You don't have a lot of extra space, I guess. But I do want to comment that I think the guitars are uh, are uh, procreating. So uh, no, I've had uh, I've had this many. Forever. I bought a guitar. Everybody's years. listening. Brady collects guitars or has several guitars, and looks like they're expanding. So, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Eric just gets to see you well now. <laughs> That's right. Hey, all right. Long, what the heck's going on in the long run? <laughs> Go on, Brady's house. Right, let's just talk about your Zoom room. Uh, we'll just room rate room rate you. So, um, hey, well, I got a couple uh, things we need to mention from last time. Uh, my lovely wife was telling me that I kept saying Longmont Public House when, in fact, I meant Longspeak Pub. Oh, so yeah. Longspeak yeah, Pub that will be opening August 1st. At least that's what they anticipate. But Longmont okay. Public House is open right now for takeout. So, okay. yeah. So she can um, stop being the angry sweeper. You know, we talked about her sweeping the driveway last time. So, you know, <laughs> stop being the angry sweeper. And then, you know, uh, Brooklyn Deli went out of business. And he decided to hang it up. And then Blue Corn Tacos is going into that space, which is awesome. Yep. I know that you like Blue Corn. Bigger, yeah, bigger patio space, I think. And then probably a bigger kitchen is what I've heard too as well. Mm -hmm. And then the space where Blue Corn used to be is going to be Caribbean food or something like that, like two doors down. So I'm not really sure. It's just kind of a kind of a generic uh, banner out there right now. So I'm excited about that. I hope that I can eat there. When we lived in Kansas, there was this really great, I think it was Jamaican. <laughs> Kansas is great for Caribbean food. <laughs> Who knew? I, that's a big, I have no idea how that got started. But, yeah. um, and it really wasn't in the city where we lived. It was kind of just out in the country a little bit. So it was a bit yeah. of a destination. Really cool space, um, like themed. Uh, the food is excellent. I'm I want to say that they, they immigrated and then set up shop. Yeah, well, absolutely. Kansas City itself is very diverse. So that's... Well, that's we were in Manhattan, sense. Kansas. We were in yeah. Kansas City. So. Even then, College Town makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool. Most, wasn't the most diverse. And then um, uh, you were going to mention Tangerine. Cause tangerine. That, uh, yep. Tangerine. Uh, they're, they're closing their doors indefinitely. That's yeah. what they're saying. Yeah. So it's not a hard stop. So if you don't know, there are three locations, which I did not know. Um, there's one in Boulder. There's one in Lafayette, if I remember. Yep. And they're keeping the other two restaurants open. Apparently, they own the building on Main Street. So they're just going to shutter it until uh, things are more favorable. And we all hope that they're more favorable soon because uh, this kind of stinkolas here uh, yeah. with yeah. being a borderline shut-in. You know, my um, internet shopping these days. I guess that's the other thing that I've been up to is internet shopping. <laughs> Exactly. Hey, hey. Well, let's um, let's do a nice segue. I mean, when we're talking about businesses, I mean, we've got a guy who's an expert on businesses and entrepreneurship joining us today. So, Ricardo Cabrera, and Ricardo, please forgive me if that's an incorrect pronunciation of your name, but um, you're with the Latino Chamber of Commerce, and uh, we're delighted to have you on today. So, thanks so much for joining us. And um, I believe you're the program manager too. So, I've given you four questions. We've not heard you speak yet, so please speak now. <laughs> Well, yes, 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 and yes. <laughs> yeah, so my name was uh, spelled and uh, said correctly, Ricardo Cabrera, Latino Chamber Program Manager, uh, Operations Manager, you know, I've been called a lot of things, and that's two of them. Um, I am the first employee at the Latino Chamber since its inception, so uh, I wear the only hat and uh, all the hats at the same time. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. You do everything. So, so tell us about yourself. Like where, you know, where, where did you grow up? What, you know, give us your backstory too, as well. 
Wow, yes. Uh, well, let's see. I uh, grew up in Mexico uh, in a town called Fresnillo, Zacatecas. Mm -hmm. um, that's where I was born. I grew up in Mexico City. Uh, that's the town that I know from Mexico. And uh, I came to the United States when I was 16 years old. I did uh, high school and college at the University of Utah in Salt Lake City. And I came out with a computer science degree. Wow. Uh, and then promptly I moved to uh, Boulder, Colorado in 1991. I uh, started working here for a medical imaging company and I stayed in that industry for, you know, till 2000-ish, uh, 2005. Um, I got married. I had a kid. I got divorced. I traveled a lot through my business, was all, uh, through my uh, job. It was always international business. Uh, I managed to get a... Uh, a master's in business administration through that time as well, uh, with a focus in global business. Um, moved to Lafayette. You guys were talking about Lafayette and Tangerine here a moment ago. I moved to Lafayette in 1995, and I've been here since. Oh my um, gosh! Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a wide and varied uh, world and experience that I've gotten a chance to see through the years. Yeah. What yeah, and so uh, I, yeah, I mean that's pretty amazing. Um, one of the places that I really want to visit is Mexico City in my in my uh, it's kind of on my bucket list, and I'm really I'd be excited to go there. And in fact, I was talking to the owner of Summit Tacos about Mexico City recently, and and it kind of drove my passion for wanting to go there even more. So, um, let's see. I wanted to ask you about if you could tell us a little bit about you know we we talk about businesses we talk about things to do we talk about many things on this podcast but you know give us the sense of the Latino Chamber of Commerce and and what you're doing to promote and support Latino businesses and and our business community yeah well you know the uh, you know at the, our mission here at the Latino um, Chamber is uh, to build strengthen and promote the interest of Latino businesses right and uh, you know, one of my favorite lines that, that we like to do is that you know, we're collecting cultures through, uh, through business. Um, right now through the COVID lifestyle that we're all living, uh, we're focusing on helping businesses through uh, consulting uh, and through uh, webinars and you know, video, video chats, uh, video webinar trainings. Uh, we, we've done everything from, uh, we have our census webinar tomorrow so we can uh, learn how the census helps businesses and in the community. Uh, we've done everything from, uh, you know, business topics like, you know, how to do a profit and loss in the balance sheet webinar. And uh, we've got, uh, we had some uh, Kiva loans, for example. Uh, they're a great lending organization specifically for undocumented individuals because uh, they, they do, they're on access for those guys. Um, and, uh, you know, we've been uh, partner partnering with different groups here in the county uh, to, to help promote businesses and health right now. You know, that's our focus. Yeah. So what you said Kiva, K-I-V-A, is that what you said, Kiva Loans? Yeah, yeah, yeah Kiva Loans, K-I-V-A. They're, they're a worldwide group that have, they do a sort of crowdfunding loan. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's, it's like a it's social crowdfunding. So, so it's really interesting because, you know, you have to uh, – you know, you, you sign up, you ask for a certain amount of money, 15K is the most that they do, but you have to go through your personal circle of influence and get like a 10% of that, you know, yourself. Mm -hmm. So $25 at a time. So you get, you know, 25 people to lend you $25 and then they go out to the public phase and the world gets to lend you the, the rest. So it's like a micro lender and a crowdfunder 
combined with a little social aspect. And it's really interesting. That um, is really cool. What a great resource too for undocumented individuals as well. That's really awesome. So. Yeah, you know, they don't ask for uh, any information other than your picture and a description of your business. It is a business loan, so you do have to have a business. Um, whether it's registered with the Secretary of State or not makes no difference, but you do have to have a dream slash business. Oh, that's fantastic. Wow. What a great resource. So, um, so tell us, give us a, give us a sense of like what you're seeing as far as the business community, specifically Latin or the Latinx community right now. I mean, what are maybe some of the unique struggles or what are some of the struggles right now you're seeing? Yeah, well, you know, the struggles are common to all businesses, right? Uh, we have, uh, you know, lack of income, you know, lack of volume. You know, if you're a restaurant, you're, you're running at 50% and, you know, that's, it's difficult if you're running at 100% if you're a restaurant. Um, and we are seeing people uh, or companies uh, struggling with just making ends meet, you know, some... Uh, some companies, you know, and we're, we're at the stage where we're reopening and, and people are, are reopening for different reasons. I mean, some, some obviously that can or have decided not to open, period. Uh, some that need to try to stay afloat, they're opening and, and trying their best uh, to make ends meet. Uh, and then you couple that with some grants and with some loans that you can get. And, uh, and of course, the hope is that the businesses make it through the, uh, the disaster and, mm -hmm. and start up again on the other side. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you uh, uniquely, uniquely, it's, uh, you know, Hispanic and Latino businesses, uh, uh, for whatever reason, have a, a hard time getting loans and grants. And, uh, and, and it may be a, uh, you know, depending on who you're talking about, it may be a, a matter of understanding the system uh, and knowing how to apply. Uh, you know, but in my mind, that, that's, that's the same for everybody, because there are other businesses that don't know how to make, apply for a loan and don't mm -hmm. understand the system and they don't get loans as well. So, um, you know, the statistics talk about Latino and, and minorities being disproportionately affected. Uh, and that may be so, but in the end, I think, you know, my mind, in my mind, we're, we're all in it together. We're all in it, uh, uh, to get through this, uh, issue and, uh, you know, and, and we can help everybody through education, education and, uh, and resources, uh, you know, that, that is our task, right? As a, yeah. as a business resource in the Latino chamber. And did you all help people with like PPP and specialty funds and, and other loan programs? I know you mentioned Kiva, but were there other things that you kind of filled a niche or a void with? We did. We did. At the Latino chamber, we're, uh, we're partnering with the SBDC. Um, and, and, and of course, they're the masters in, uh, of, of all the information for PPP and IDLE loan and uh, we partnered with them. I'm a consultant with the SBDC as well. So uh, throughout the whole uh, beginning of the disaster, we were taking calls from uh, all, sorts, or all sorts of people, uh, consulting and helping them understand how they worked, how the loans work, where to apply, how to apply. And then, of course, in the PPP, the case of the PPP, the forgiveness part, in the case of the idle, just the general rules of, of uh, what to expect and expect and how to apply and just for the since we are, we're getting a little geeky here on acronyms could you uh tell everybody <laughs> what sbdc means and ppp so paycheck oh, yes. paycheck yes, protection get, uh, program but yeah but SBDC. i get that question a lot and uh, it's the uh, the uh, <laughs> the sbdc is the small the small development uh, uh small business development uh program s b d c development yes. <laughs> 
Something center. Like I can't remember it's center, <laughs> center or something. Center, I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. <laughs> Small Business Development Center is the lo local branch of the SBA. So it's funded uh, partly by, by local uh, organizations, but mostly by the uh, SBA. They're their local branch here in Boulder. That's the SBDC. Uh, the IDLE loan is the Economic Injury Disaster Loan. I got that one right. Good job. And, uh, yeah. and this is one of the federal loans that, uh, that are still available now uh, for people, for companies to apply for a federal loan. The, the PPP is the Payment Protection Plan. And that one, you still have a few hours to apply because it ends today. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Today is the last day for the PPP loan. And you can still apply for it. It's a digital application. And, uh, and if the bank will take it in time, then you might still qualify for that one. <laughs> so it sounds um, like those he, of us out here in the community can best serve, uh, well, everybody, minority communities and uh, the community at large by, by uh, going to some of these nice places, some of the restaurants and the, the markets and the other businesses owned locally is the best way to go. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't hear the first part you said, but uh, if I get it right, yes, go, go support local businesses. Yeah. You got any, you got any hidden gems anywhere that we should, we should go and try out that maybe uh, we don't know about? I do, of course. It depends on what you're looking for, but you, uh, there's a restaurant in Lafayette called Teocali. Uh, okay. Teocali is uh, uh, Oaxacan-style food, so it's southern, east, east, uh, southern eastern uh, uh, food, Mayan-style, delicious food uh, from scratch kitchen. Uh, they have uh, an assortment mm -hmm. of uh, libations and mezcals as well, which is Ooh, uh, like a tequila, but yeah, better. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ooh, Ricardo, you Ricardo, you were, sim we're, 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 uh, I'm sympathetic to that. You said like tequila, but better. And that's the way I feel about mezcal. I feel like it is better than tequila. <laughs> so anyway. Right, right. Yeah, well, you know, you know the, uh, the saying goes that um, all tequilas, no, all mezcals are tequila, but only one. There's only one tequila, so it's uh, it's an, it's an interesting because the tequila is made out of one plant, uh, mm -hmm. the blue agave, mm -hmm. and, uh, and and there are like thousands of agaves, uh, uh, types of agaves. Yeah, and uh, so the mezcals can be any one of those uh, agaves, and uh, and it takes on different flavors and uh, different. Uh, smoky flavors and dry flavors you know kind of like i did a, not know that yeah that's uh i'll have to look into this more no mezcal yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the thing i love about mezcal is the smokiness i just think it's amazing and i imagine tequila can have that smoke to it but but i always thought it was just innately to mezcal but i could be wrong so yeah you can have some you can have uh you know how, how they make it on the process but you know, it's it's the uh, the plant. The plant is the base for everything, and and uh, you know the tequila is one, and and it's from the region of tequila in Jalisco in Mexico, and uh, mezcals are from all over the country of Mexico, ah. and from many different types of uh, agave plants, and you have you know thousands variations of that. And, uh, yeah. So it's a it's a little tidbit there, and uh, that you can uh, you know, and and mezcals are, are still a hidden a hidden gem from Mexico. You, they're starting to make you know the U.S. and the companies are marketing it but but it's still a hidden gem over there it's one of those things that when you go there you, know, you should try one of those no i totally are there agree. any um are there any latino run like distilleries in the area oh wow, i know that that's it's a good it's, question i know it's big business with um i mean the, the community at large there's there's a lot of, of 
options, but I haven't, I haven't heard. I think that'd be really cool. That would be really cool to have a, a distillery here in the United States that, that uh, processes, you know, I guess tequila would be the Mexican uh, drink mm -hmm. of choice, uh, you know, besides, you know, rum, that, that's, uh, that's Puerto Rican and, uh, or Cuban. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't think so. Not that I know of, um, but you know, for all those uh, entrepreneurs out there, you know, there's an idea for you. <laughs> there you go. So, so Ricardo, tell him. Tell uh, I know you. You live in. You said uh, Lafayette. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right, Lafayette. Like what, here, what do you? You know, tell us about like what do you appreciate about Longmont? Um, kind of given your perspective with, with the Latino Chamber and such. Well, yeah, I like Longmont. Longmont is uh, it's it's uh, the second biggest city right in Boulder County. Um, it has a large Hispanic population. Um, I, I relate to that. I like, uh, you know, it's, I feel it when I, when you walk into the town, it just feels different. Uh, people's attitude is, uh, is different. <clears throat> um, I like, uh, you know, the restaurants that are out there, you know, the food is delicious out there and, uh, and different types of Mexican restaurants from, uh, you know, candy shops, which you don't see often anywhere else. And there's a... <clears throat> <clears throat> excuse me, a couple of candy shops that are pretty unique, uh, you know, chocolate shops and, uh, and of course the, the, uh, the regular food restaurants with a full menu. And, uh, and, uh, I like that about Longmont. You know, I like, uh, that there are, for example, uh, a farm, there's a farm out there called Olin Farms and Olin Farms is, uh, yeah. ran, run by, by a Hispanic lady. Um, and, uh, Olin is a, an Aztec word that means constant change. And yeah, they're very proud of that name. And, uh, and that's uh, unique to, to Longmont as well. They're uh, organic and uh, they're uh, mm -hmm. all over the place. They, uh, they're, they're, they're a good family over there. There's a great farm, actually. They're over uh, there on like uh, Hover and uh, 119. They're about just south of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. That's really cool. I'm yeah, just yeah, looking them up right now. They got some beautiful looking stuff on the website. They do. And do they do yeah. CSAs too, it looks like? Yeah. Sold out though. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you have to sign up early for that one because it signed it's it sells out. You know, the first two weeks that they uh, they go on the market with it, and, uh, and then you get fresh food all all through the season. Yeah, yeah. So, so Ricardo, tell us about like uh, got a couple more questions before we send you on your way. But tell yeah. us about uh, you know like what you're working on right now. Like what do you um what do you, what do you kind of see the future for the Latino Chamber? Like what what's kind of out on the horizon? Yeah, thanks for asking. I mean, uh, you know, our, our future is bright. Uh, as you may know, we're, uh, for all practical purposes, we're a new chamber. Uh, we've, uh, we've voted in a new board on May of last year, and uh, we spent uh, the last 12 months, uh, you know, reinventing and restructuring our chamber. Uh, we're coming up. We have a new logo, as you can see behind me over here. That's uh, one of the new changes we've done. Um, and uh, we're just reinventing ourselves. We're uh, creating new relationships with uh, countywide organizations, with local Boulder and, and Longmont and Lafayette and Louisville organizations. Uh, and we are trying to, uh, you know, get ourselves in front of people, uh, outreach with this community. Uh, we are focusing right now on, uh, on our digital education. Uh, you know, with the SBDC, we're going to have a couple of nice videos uh, series coming up in uh, September. Uh, uh, we have been uh, doing a, a bunch of interviews with different groups, uh, Boulder County groups, 
Longmont business groups, uh, you know, we're hoping to have, uh, we had Intracambio recently here, uh, you know, we're going to have the census, uh, you know, people from the census and FIS in Boulder is going to be a part of this. Uh, but, you know, generally we are trying to uh, become the chamber that we should be and we all want to, to be, right, which is a helpful organization to the Latino community, help preserve this wonderful culture that's out there. Um, and, and give an opportunity to all businesses uh, to step in, step up, uh, start up, you know, and be successful in this environment, uh, especially now. I mean, right now, really, uh, you know, Warren Buffett would say the best time to start a business is during a, uh, an economy downturn, and, and we're in it now. So, if you, so, uh, so bring us your ideas, bring us your questions, and we'll be happy to help. I think That's Warren awesome. Buffett can say whatever he wants to say. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> he doesn't have to live through it. <laughs> so, Ricardo, Ricardo, tell us the, the website, like if people want more information about where to, to join and, and to, to become a member of the Latino Chamber, where do they go? Absolutely. So you want to go visit latinochamberco.org. Uh, you can find us there, latinochamberco.org on the website or on Facebook is the same, latinochamberco. Uh, we're on Instagram as well. We have a YouTube channel, so you can go visit our uh, different interviews and webinars that we're doing. And uh, if you would have an idea for one yourself, please call us. We'll be happy to host it and help you out with it or find an expert to do it for us. Um, and uh, our email is info at latinochamberco.org. Um, and please uh, get a hold of us. We'd love to help. Well, you've been phenomenal in my professional life. So thank you so much for everything you do. And you have been, uh, you're a great resource. And I have to tell you, the Latino Chamber has done so much lately. Uh, it has been stellar to see your rise. So you've, you've done a really great job. Uh, you and the board, I commend you for actually just really uh, raising the profile of the organization. And um, it looks really bright for you all. So good job. Um, we'll get you out with this. What, anything else you want to add? Anything we should? We, any song you want to sing us on your guitar or no, I'm kidding. Uh, but <laughs> any, <laughs> any, anything you want uh, our listeners to know about you or, or the Latino chamber or anything else? Well, guys, um, come give us a call. Join us in, uh, in our events, join us in our, uh, uh culture, join us uh, with our friends and uh, let us help. You know, we are here. We're both, we're countywide and, uh, you know, one thing we don't want to do is reinvent the wheel. So if you're a group out there that is interested in working with us, please come by and, uh, and we'll, we'll do our best to, uh, to make something happen. Fantastic, Fantastic, Ricardo. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon and uh, best wishes to you. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Brady. You guys Thank have a good afternoon. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Well, that was awesome, Brady. Um, yeah. Doing a lot. I mean, seriously, their profile has just been uh, – accentuated and uh used to be kind of a small fledgling group and now they're they're really taking off so it's cool yeah it's um seems like an interesting character with doing a lot of good work out there i mean he was right there's a, a large latino population in this city and it if you go out and you just walk main street if you some of these things you might not know to yeah. the extent of which is culture that we're, we're sharing this city together um but it's good to see that there are groups out there helping and uh trying to help. I mean, for everybody, everybody needs these. Like if I wanted to start a business, I'd have no idea where to start. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I have a business where I write grants for people, but that's like, I work from my house. I don't have to rent a space. I don't need to present a business plan to a board. I don't need to do anything like that. I just like 
you know, hey, cool, I'll write this for you. Um, but well, in the small business businesses, you know, they don't have the time to like go and meet and all this other stuff. So they're really bringing the technical assistance and the help to them. Yeah. So, you know, I know he's out in the community and helping them. So, you know, my, my father had his own small business. The idea of him like attending seminars and stuff was, was just not going to happen. He was not going right. to do it. And, but you right. know, if they can bring this assistance to them, that's awesome. So, yeah, yeah. that's these days. That's really helpful. So, all right. So let's see. We're going to segue here and shift hard. We're going to do a hard shift. Uh, we'll pick up a couple of things here real quick. I did notice that when I was driving by Alfalfas, they are actually busy at work. Are they? Store ready. Yeah, it's pretty cool already. Yeah. I can't believe yeah. It. Kelsey, Kelsey was surprised when I told her that's what was going in there. She, she stopped listening to our, our show. She's like, they're taking down the lucky sign. And I said, uh, yeah, there's an Alfalfas going in there. Did you not hear? Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. 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 I had a friend of mine who actually recently caught up with them. So it kind of is shifting. So like either people are like, okay, I'm done for a while or, you know, hey, we welcome listeners of any interest. Yeah. You're I mean, put us on while you're, you know, yeah. <laughs> you're cleaning the house. Whatever. <laughs> Doesn't have to be too involved. But no, I mean, it is, it is to be seen because uh, we were talking about with Alfalfa is going in and like everything I've heard about Alfalfa is it ain't cheap. And so yeah. wondering yeah. if Longmont as a community is able to support that because I think you have a lot of potential shoppers over in the Clover Basin, more so now in the Old Town area where the housing prices have gone up a lot, immediately close by to where that's going in. I don't know. So I, I, I really don't know if it'll be able to survive. Uh, yeah. when we've got natural grocers, we've got Whole Foods, we've got um, Sprouts uh, at, at the very least as, as options that, that provide a similar service. I yeah. hear that they do have good deals on lunch from time to time though, so. <laughs> that's pretty cool yeah and then so, uh i think you wanted to mention the pride parade too yeah so um, this the pride parade uh when was this this is the, the article's dated june 27th so this was recently but there was a pride parade but because of social distances it wasn't a proper parade parade they had a motorcade style deal with 140 cars that showed up to uh a pride event and <laughs> one of the guys i saw on the reddit thread about this was like wow how did i not know um i don't, I don't know about this I, it would have been hard to figure out how to ride a motorcycle with high heels on, but I would have been there. Um, so <laughs> I think a lot of this stuff, like I didn't know this was coming up, but um, I'm pretty, pretty excited to see Longmont doing these kinds of things. And I, I was wondering like a year ago, five, so I, you know, I've been here for like five years. And for me, this sort of growth has been the norm where you see these events, these progressive events, that's just being pretty normal. And then that doesn't sound like that's been the case since forever. I'm curious what your take is on that. No, I mean, this is a, a totally different community that I grew up in. I mean, you know, I think uh, my backstory is the fact that my parents moved to Boulder to Longmont and when I was a teenager. And so I finished middle school or back then it was junior high and high school here. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was just, uh, you know, it was like, but back then I thought it was the worst thing in the world they could do to me. I thought Boulder was the living end of everything. And, um, you know, and you have to remember that both communities were so very different back then. And, yeah. you know, and I, uh, I have to say this, honestly, the acceptance of other people and other cultures and other ways of life were, was, so very different in both communities. Boulder was much more progressive and much more accepting and Longmont was very conservative. And so it was a difficult transition for me. Mm -hmm. And so it was, it's been really refreshing and I have uh, my best friend in the world is, uh, is, you know, um, 
came out when I was in high school. And so that was a difficult decision to do back then. And now, yeah. you know, it is such a different world entirely in Longmont. And I'm really, we're fortunate to have groups like Out Boulder and some other places that are just really just doing some really excellent work in this space and making uh, Longmont a much more attractive and open and affirming and accepting place to live. It's pretty cool. Yeah. No, yeah. it's been, it's been good too. Cause we moved, like I said, from Kansas and I don't want to call out all of Kansas necessarily, but where we lived, it was, I mean, it was difficult at times because it was very much a, it was an ag school. Yeah. And um, they weren't, into me trying to use the road to use my bicycle. Uh, I got called <laughs> a lot of names uh, yeah, just trying yeah. to use, and it's like, and then you move here and there's a, a much more accepting culture where you have a lot of these things going on. And it's easy to lose track if you've been here for a while or if this is all you've ever known. Um, yeah. Or if you move from Portland or you move from somewhere in California, you come here and you don't go to the greater diaspora that is you know, the United States. Um, so I have to say, even places that I've lived wouldn't have um, these kinds of events. So I'm, I'm happy to have the diversity and the culture and to celebrate the differences between people. It is, it has progressed infinitely. And you know, some people have difficulty with that. And I certainly understand that to some degree. I mean, everybody kind of wants things to stay the same, Yeah. but I'm not sure that that's healthy always. So it's yeah, been really I mean, nice to see the changes. And even from the time you moved here till now, it's remarkable. Yeah. And I if I go back 10 years before that, yeah. I mean, the, the gist of what I've gotten is that when I moved here was sort of, it was right after the flood. And that was sort of this big impetus of change for Longmont. Like there was a big shift that was happening or, or underway. And then all that's when the, the housing market got really crazy and building really took off. And all of these different types of businesses came to Main Street. And so I've, I've only ever known that. I've only ever known this like insane growth and change of pace. And, and I, I understand Longmont in the past was obviously growing pretty fast for city. Like I mentioned before, the town where I grew up has been 13,300 people, something like that for 50, 60, 70 years. <laughs> A town it of is, Germans for 50 or 60 years. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, it's an older town. I mean, the, the population has aged and not much has changed and it's, we've barely grown at all. And, to me to see this where it's like the, the town has doubled in size in the last however many years, it's not even that long, couple decades, 30, 40 years, whatever it's been. The population increase is crazy to me. That, that to me just is staggering. So it, it is changing. The winds, the yeah. winds of change are, are a blowing. I would agree. So we are, I got a, just a couple things more to mention here real quick. I did want to shout out to the Longmont museum. They're doing a historic Longmont walking tour Cool. Mobile app is available right now, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, so you can learn a little bit more about history. And I think we should get Eric Mason on from the Longmont Museum to actually talk about the app and also the history of Longmont. I think um, I would like a history lesson on this, as I've been doing with all of the genealogy research. There you uh, go. Gen genuinely interested in how things progress, and I think other people are too. So that'd yeah. be awesome. So you can visit at tourlongmont.oncell.com to access the tour, and I'll have that in the show notes too as well. But but that's a pretty neat little neat little thing that, you know, again, this situation is causing us to do some pretty unique things. So it's yeah. pretty cool to see. Branching out. Yeah. Um, anything on your yeah. end, I'm as far as events or anything you want to call out? Well, they're just saying that uh, the sunset pool is booked up. So you have to make appointments now. So they're booked up for at least a couple of weeks, but it looks like the rec center and 
one of the other pools in the city is um, not as booked up. So if you're looking to get out, get the kids out of the house, it's been hot. I understand it. Um, it look elsewhere other than just at um, the, the sunset pool. And that yeah. looks close to me. It's a cool facility, but um, the Centennial Pool and the Longmont Rec Center looks like uh, have been slower than anticipated. Also, I'll, I'll give a call out because there's a bunch of um, road work going on on uh, South Main Street by Pike Road, and they're adding a turn lane to get off yeah. of 287 onto Pike Road. So if you're driving north, you're going to be able to take a left turn onto Pike Road there. And they're saying that they won't need to keep the lights uh, green as long for the cross traffic. So it should be better flow north-south on 287. Nice. So that's going nice. on. Yeah, yeah, so that's going on. That's pretty cool. I noticed, yeah, Phil's, Phil's been busy with the traffic and stuff like that. So I noticed yeah. there's a bunch of stuff like 17th of Maine and other things going on. So, yeah. We, I would not necessarily recommend taking Pike Road right now. I took it the other day. And <laughs> it's not great. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're trying to get from Lowe's to Home Depot to look for curtains or whatever. <laughs> it's just like, oh, my God. Well, I think we need to call it. So yeah. uh, I appreciate Ricardo Cabrera for uh, joining us from Latino Chamber of Commerce, Boulder Sun County. Um, as always, thanks to Andy Epler for our intro music. Um, thanks to Tim Ashtek for music for our week in. until the harvest comes. Going and back find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your downloaded pod content. Podcast to us at info at sidedishlongmont.org. Thanks, Brady. I just refine any of your great pod content. So till up my furnace or spread my brothers round I'll be a happy bean in the cool ground Going back to where I came from Going away the season's long Going back to where I came from Until the harvest comes